prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. And today we are happy to welcome a really fascinating guest to discuss a subject that we all, or, or at least most of us, need to pay a little bit more attention to. This upcoming guest he is a virtual CFO for marketing agencies and e-commerce stores. He possesses a unique mix of experience in both finance and marketing, allowing him to help companies get a better handle on their numbers while not forgetting all about their marketing. Now, before we dive in to today's topic, let's meet our guest, which is Andrew Warner. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Andy, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, today's topic is how to think like a CFO. But before we start getting into the nitty gritty of that, let's first hear your backstory and what ultimately led you to doing what you are currently doing now. Sure. So it wasn't a straightforward path. Um, I started out in the um, accounting space. I'm a CPA, still am a CPA, um, and focused on auditing businesses and kind of helping them understand their accounting and the financial side of their business. Um, I tried to leave that world, and I actually swapped to more of a digital marketing um, company in focus. Um, I had had an e-commerce store um, that I, I sold in 2017, but at that time it was um, enough for me to start focusing on that full time. And then I started consulting um, more as like a marketing consultant and helped companies with getting on Amazon, selling through different platforms and uh, launching a Kickstarter. Um, but what kept happening was that in, in doing the marketing aspects of the business, I kept running into financial constraints with my clients and I kept getting pulled back to help them with their budgeting to figure out you know, how much should they spend on the different marketing campaigns and where, where was their return? And also just not running out of inventory or cash management. And after several months of just getting pulled in that direction, I eventually just accepted it and decided to just make that my entire focus to kind of combine my marketing side of my brain uh, with the finance and become a, a CFO for companies with a large amount of digital marketing. Interesting. You know, not many accountants typically leave accounting, much less have, have an experience with, with marketing and specifically digital marketing. How have you been able to use that as an advantage in, in growing your own service? Sure. So I think that there's a few things where, where it helps me. Um, one is that there's a lot of marketers that are not as numbers focused as maybe they should be. And so I think that that's something where being able to come from that mindset and help them help maybe apply some of the principles of accounting and finance um, to the marketing world. In fact, one of the things, there, there's some cost accounting, which is almost outdated now, but in terms of, uh, it was really revolutionary for manufacturing accounting. And I'm taking a lot of those principles and applying them to marketing companies and saying, all right, let's, 
let's figure out how many dollars your increase or decrease in traffic or conversion rate, how much is that costing you? And I think that that's really the, a big difference is kind of helping coming at it from a numbers first mindset rather than from a marketing strategy mindset. Hmm. You know, the subject of finance, no doubt it's, you know, makes a lot of small business owners just shudder with fear. But given that, is there anything you can say to take away a little of that fear about finance and, and using proper accounting? Sure. So a lot of times people think of finance, they'll, they'll think of budgeting. Mm -hmm. And budgeting just sounds very limiting and very, um, it doesn't sound very fun. Um, but at the same time, budgeting is how you get what you want. And so I think that when you're thinking about finance, always remember that it, it's really the path to getting what you want and keeping that goal that you're, you're going for, whether it's a new revenue number or a new profit number or whatever else. Um, I think that keeping that at the forefront is really going to um, help drive the financial strategy as well as the entire rest of the business's strategy as well. Um, so I think that's an important part to keep in mind and, and finance can certainly help you reach those goals. Now, when we're talking about finance or today's topic, which is how to think like a CFO, what size e-commerce company do you think even needs to be concerned about this topic? Yeah, so I, I think that it's important to think about this once you have products that you're selling. If, you, if you're not selling anything, you need to be thinking about making some sales. Maybe that's more the marketing side of my brain. Um, but I think even the smallest businesses, once you've kind of solved that first problem and, and you need to make sure that you're selling things profitably at that point, I think even then you need to be able to put that CFO hat on for your brain and, and almost just see like, you know, if I scale this, if I 10X where we are right now, is that going to be profitable long-term? Are we heading in the direction that I want to go? Um, so I think that almost all sizes of companies um, need to think like that. It's just a matter of how, how much time needs to be spent there and, and how complex it gets, because it, it certainly can get complex once you're dealing with multiple employees and multiple product lines and, and just several moving pieces. Sure. Um, but, but I think it's definitely something everybody should be able to put on a CFO hat when needed. Now, you, you had mentioned profitability, but are there specific numbers beyond profitability that are important to be tracked even for the, for the small to medium-sized e-commerce business? Oh, sure. I mean, I think, uh, you know, gross profitability is really important as well. Um, you know, I think everybody tracks their revenue. I think that's really key. Um, I think if, if you're a company that has a lot of marketing spend, um, this is one, one thing that's really different um, from me compared to other virtual CFOs is that I, I really think it's important and value the traffic and the conversion rate and the average order value and all of that that kind of gets you to that revenue just as much as almost any other financial metric that's out there. Okay. Now, I was in a debate the other day, might be kind of boring, but ROAS versus ROI. Um, ROAS, is that return on ad spend versus, or rate on ad spend versus um, return of investment or return? Well, you explain it. And what, what are the differences and, and what's, what's more important? And to be honest, I'm, I'm really not a, I, I don't have a whole lot of preferences between the different metrics. I mean, okay. I think that they're, they're all useful to some regard, um, but I think it's much more important to almost track the trends and, and seeing, you know, if you're consistently using one versus the other. For me, most of the time, I, I do re refer on um, ROAS for some, some companies and then ROI for others. 
And I normally just go based on what is easiest for my client to understand um, as opposed to looking at, um, you know, it's not like there's an objective measure. It's kind of a subjective uh, decision in my opinion. Interesting. Um, so you're not, not a particular metric, just that it's improving. Right. Yeah. I think, I think people get a little too, too focused on that sometimes trying to choose the right metric, almost like it's a shiny object. Um, but I think kind of seeing the trends and finding those constraints is much more important than um, focusing on over-focusing on one particular metric. Sure. That makes sense. Now you offer a service for companies as a virtual CFO through your company, marketing company, CFO. What kind of demand have you found for this service? Yeah, I've found um, a lot of demand. Uh, it does seem like there's a lot of companies out there that uh, have a lot of issues with their marketing campaigns and, run, and growing their marketing business, whether they're a marketing agency or an e-commerce company. And it's tough to find people with a finance background and finance skill set that can also understand the marketing. And so I found a lot of demand um, from that standpoint. I also think that there's a lot of opportunities if you're looking for um, kind of an easy way to optimize your business. If you haven't focused on the finance side yet, a lot of times there can be some um, easy gains just from putting in some basic goal setting and budgets and different things like that in place. So I've, I've found that to be um, a really great opportunity for some ROI uh, for a lot of businesses. Okay. Now, when somebody, you start working with a company, are there any usual trends that you've been able to identify with your work with e-commerce companies or mistakes that are being made or, or what, what are you looking at first thing when you jump in? Yeah, I, I think the, the number one thing that I see is that people get confused in terms of cash flow and profitability. Um, you know, that some people will manage their business based on the cash that's in the bank and they judge their happiness and their feeling of success in the business based on the, the, the cash that they're able to pay themselves. And I think that with um, an understanding of, yes, cash is extremely important, maybe even the most important um, aspect of the business, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not profitable or not heading in the correct direction. Maybe you just have a cash flow problem and there's other ways to solve that problem. Uh, but that, that is something that I've, I've seen a lot of times where somebody feels like they're um, running a bad business when really they just need to get some um, cash flow optimization so that they can continue to scale, um, continue to, you know, especially with e-commerce in particular, with having to purchase inventory, mm -hmm. uh, that can be a particular issue. So is that that's something you work with companies on, on figuring out their cash flow issues if they have some? Yes, trying to predict. Um, it's almost like a three-body problem, which if you study physics, they say it's almost impossible to calculate. You know, if there's three planets, how the exact impact all three would have on each other. But for e-commerce, I, I try to do that with the three, what I call a three-body problem of profitability. And so, you know, looking for the next three years and trying to determine what your profitability is going to be, but then also looking at the inventory that you're going to have on hand for the next two to three years and then also taking into account your cash flow and your cash on hand for the next two to three years. And a lot of times we'll do different scenario planning to say, okay, if we if everything sells really well, are we going to run out of inventory? Are we prepared for that scenario? And then another scenario saying, you know, what if demand crashes or goes down by 20%? Can we handle 
the cash flow constraints and will we need to make some adjustments so that we can handle each one of these scenarios. But that, that's an example of, um, that seems to be common across all e-commerce that they're all trying to optimize for those three different things at once. And they, they kind of conflict to some extent. Wow, and that, that seems pretty far out three years. Is that how, when you are projecting that far out, how does that able to react to different trends or, um, you know, let's say, you know, out of the blue, off the top of my mind, let's say uh, a pandemic hits, you know, how, sure. how does every, how does everything change? I mean, how, how do you plan out that far and still remain flexible with your planning? Right. So you definitely want to be flexible. You never want to be uh, trapped in a position where you're, you know, this is the budget. We've got to hit the budget and we're sticking to the budget. That's something you always want to avoid. Um, and some industries can get away with it, but in marketing, you really can't. Um, but I, I think, you know, for the pandemic planning, I had a lot of clients where we were looking in 2019 and we had plans for what if demand went down by 30%, which was kind of the worst case scenario. And the best case scenario was what if we increased the business by 50%. Um, and what actually happened was the business doubled. You know, you might've thought, oh, well, the, you know, the pandemic could have caused the business to crash, but they, they actually doubled because of so much of the, their sale, so much of the online, uh, so much of commerce in general swapped to online. Um, and we were able to be more prepared for that because we had done the scenario planning. Um, and, and I think we still had a few stock outs. You can't prevent everything, but by going through that, that, that process of planning, we were able to prevent some of that. It's kind of like what Dwight Eisenhower said that um, plans are worthless, but planning is uh, essential. So um, that's something we, we found is that understanding how everything interacts can help you to make better decisions um, for multiple scenarios that could happen. Okay. You know, I, I think I saw somewhere where you had said that that accounting was broken in a way in e-commerce. Can, can you explain a little bit on that thought? Sure. So in um, accounting, the marketing expense is really just something that's on the income statement. And it's, it's not much more than just the dollars out the door. And, I, and then also the revenue, just that's at the very top of the income statement. That's where it begins. Um, and really nobody talks more uh, about what led to driving that revenue. You know, to an accountant, the revenue came in the door. That's the beginning of the story. Um, but I think you and I know that there's a lot more to that story in terms of how that revenue was generated. So that's a big difference for the way that I look at accounting is that I think it needs to shift to focus more on these intangibles in terms of, um, you know, looking at the traffic that you're generating, or if your, your business is more focused on email, the subscribers, you know, I like to look at that as an intangible asset, even if double entry accounting doesn't look at it that way. Um, there's just several other factors where I think when you take that marketing first approach before you get to that revenue, it really drives a lot of the decision-making and gives a more accurate view of the business than what standard finance would show. Okay. I can see that. You know, this time in the podcast episodes, I've been playing a new game with my guest. Are you up for it? Let's do it. All right. So it's just a word association. I think it's been really helpful on getting an insight to the different guests. So give you a word and then you repeat what comes in or not repeat. You give me the word that comes into your mind as soon as I say it. So we'll do a couple of easy ones and we'll jump in. Well, not that any of them are hard, but we'll jump into some more business terms. So the first one, you ready? 
All right, so you're going to say one word, yep. and I have to respond with the first word that pops in my head, or the first concept, or the, the first word. Sure. First, first word. word. Okay. All right, here we go. Run fast, I guess. <laughs> Stop. Go. Fun. You know, that's sad. I can't think of anything for fun. I don't know if that's a problem <laughs> on me or what. I is that. <laughs> I guess no, I'm just an accountant. <laughs> that's right. the accountant. <laughs> All right, let's get it. This more down your line. This is uh, right. business. Business terms. You ready? That's uh, accountant mindset. All right. Sounds Success. good. <laughs> Success. Happiness. Email. Trap. Profits. Maximize. Family. Happiness. Promote. Marketing. Gratitude. Family. Wealth. Success. Clarity. Focus. Growth. You know, this, this, is, this is a weird one. This is going to sound like a really weird answer, but I, I just listened to a really good book on um, the, I think it's called like the Handbook of Growth or something like that. And they, they actually said that sometimes you're going to be careful with growth um, because growth without, um, without focus and without like sustainable growth is actually just cancer. And so that's actually what first came into my head, which, which sounds kind of crazy. But that's something I've been thinking about for a lot of my businesses lately is, um, you know, you want to you grow in a way that's sustainable, not just grow for growth's sake. So I wanted to give some context there before I just gave the answer. Before you said cancer to growth? Right, exactly. <laughs> I see. Well, that's, that's a great explanation. And last one, high performance. Team. Team. You know, that's interesting. You had the same um, happiness with both family and success. So that uh, very... Uh, Lighting, you know, where would somebody start on making sure they're thinking like a CFO? I think I think the first part is to understand your numbers, and I think everybody knows that that's important. But I also think that it's important to think, in terms of your goals, what do the numbers look like for your goals, and to start putting numbers to those, and then trying to figure out your your numbers now and your numbers where you want to be. And, and what needs to happen to make those to make that happen? I mean, that's really what budgeting, uh, that's what a lot of finance is designed to facilitate. Um, but I think, I think really getting a clear picture in your head in terms of where you want to go and getting as many numbers down as you can, I think that that's the, the best way to get started with finance. Okay. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about you or, or your service in working with you as a CFO for their business, a virtual CFO, where could they find more information about, about you? Sure. So I have a website. It's marketingcfo.com. And they could schedule a call directly with me if they want to discuss um, you know, any of the things we've discussed today. I, I'm, I'm kind of a finance nerd and a marketing nerd. So I'm happy to go down the rabbit hole with either of those. Um, but also, if you can, um, I have a, a newsletter you can subscribe to. If you go to the website, you should um, see a pop-up. And you can subscribe there. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy. I mean, your, your audience is definitely uh, marketing savvy. So I uh, love talking with other um, people that, that like discussing the things you and I've discussed today. And who, who would be your ideal client? Let's say if a person's out there listening, describe them right now so they can say, wow, that's me. And they should reach out to you. Who's, who's the ideal client? Sure. So I'd say it's anybody that's trying to scale a business with a significant focus on marketing. Um, that, that's really where I, I can come in. If, if somebody is kind of happy with where they are now and they're trying just to kind of squeeze out as much profit as they can, 
Um, that's not as much my focus. I'm, I'm more focused on the investment for marketing, for growth, and kind of putting the numbers to work. Um, I try to get to where the data can help manage the business. And so anybody where that, that sounds compelling, um, feel free to reach out. Okay. And is there anything, before we wrap it up, is there anything I forgot to ask you that you'd like no, to add? No, I think, I think you, you covered it all. Um, yeah, I think, I, think that, um, I think you did a great job. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. And that is it for today. Remember, if you enjoyed this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Andrew or how to think like a CFO, you can contact Andrew through his website, which you will find in the show notes below. In the meantime, if you're looking for more information on how to get the most from your online marketing, request to join the Make Each Click Count Facebook group. Within this group, you can join me as well as other marketing professionals. In addition, I have some all new free live trainings that'll be happening soon, so make sure you don't miss it. In the meantime, remember to stay safe, keep healthy and happy marketing, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.